They're on the Mohs scale is your erection. Go for yeah, it. I mean, really. The what? <laughs> so anyway, we're back. Wait, it's, no, no, uh, no, no. I got to oh. find out about this. What is this scale? Um, the I, I think it's a scale. Honestly. I saw, unless we're talking about Rockwell. We're, we're talking about... Or Brunel, I guess. <laughs> I mean, if, if we're At least Evan's real. on the ball here. Balls, you know. rather. I, not on him. No, thank you. Appreciate the offer, but I will pass. <laughs> anyway, fuck's sake. Let's get started. So, uh, some things <laughs> fucking happened this last week. And uh, they've all been relatively... Happens? Yes, as a matter of fact, they did the Marvels. Uh, so that that fucking happened. <laughs> you know what my favorite part about that is? One of the actors actually had a sane point recently. Oh. I think Bats was actually the one who uh, retweeted it when I saw it. Just like you know, hey, uh, you know, it's it's not my position to judge people for seeing it or not seeing it. You know, to each their own. Yeah. So well. like, what a refreshing view on the customer being right. Yeah, if, if only that had come from the top, you know, when uh, yeah, when they were saying, you know, if hey, this movie, it's Why not for you. you. It? Don't Make see it. Gay and lame. Well, I kind of think those all of those things were like uh, they ran it through because they would come out before the movie actually hit theaters, right? And I think a lot of that was they ran the three hundred million dollar item through a test audience and it failed. And the reason that it failed was all these things, and so that they, they would they would try to write a PR press statement ahead of time to basically counter the bad. And that's that's not an un, like if you are in any field, that's a very normal thing to do, is to to basically shine a light on the problem, and say yeah we're tackling this head on. And when you start talking about three hundred million dollars like was spent on the Marvels being thrown at that, and somebody saying yeah no this is just dull because of these things, <laughs> they'll just highlight it. Yeah, that's... Uh, the MCU. Yeah. yeah I, well... No, I mean, my wife doesn't want to see him anymore. And yeah, that's that's the worst part mm -hmm. of it. You know, they've taken the female audience that they had and have turned off any core audience they had and tried to go after this ghost audience that, for one, doesn't exist, and for two, the ones of them that do don't spend any fucking money. Um, I mean, that's the long and short of that whole argument. I think their thought process, right? I think their thought process is they probably have the demographics information in front of them. They probably said, hey, it's pretty much all white males. Well, if we turn around and, you know, start catering to this other audience, then we'll get this, that, and the next thing. But one. Instead, we could just say, fuck them. They figured, I think they were assuming that they could expand the product line, but when it ta when you start talking about a story, right, uh, and you start changing the product line, they run into a problem that they only have a limited, there's more in the kitchen, go get some. Um, exactly, yeah, they, that's their problem, you know, they're, uh, they're not, not going to the, the enough, anyway, yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly that. Uh, but I, I think, you know, I think at the end of the day, they, they, they choose to expand the product line. Yeah, and they women. forget the fact that the reason that they are successful in the first place is this core audience. And you can't just turn around and be like, hey, I'm going to introduce these little – I'm know, going to introduce these little things 
and you're going to end up turning off more of the core audience than you're going to gain from the you other. You know, audience. this this reminds me of something that was actually brought up again recently. You know, if you're in the if you're in the movie making business, you no longer have to cater to these foaming at the mouth cis het white male hyper consumers. Instead, you can just go ahead and shun your core audience and then be frustrated when they come back and complain about, say, I don't know, terrible ethics in the journalistic coverage of the medium. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's a... Um... I, I do want to say that when we start talking about the marbles... It? There's a segue did there. What, did you not see what there. happened to Mr. Hammered? So, uh, I think, yeah, uh, there's... I, guess who's back in the news again? I think when you, uh, when you, I'm just going to finish this up. Oh, One no, of the other dude, things please. that I saw that was brought up very well more. was the, uh, Tim, Tim brought it up, Tim Poole there, and he did a right. good job with it. And he mentioned that this is the losses that they're experiencing financially right now aren't due to the losses of the current film. They're due to the impacts of the previous films. So previous, this no. is one of the problems. <laughs> they introduced this woke nonsense. The woke nonsense goes out there, but it means mm -hmm. that I can't, like, I can't get my money back from the theater because it was a bad movie. So that means that the next time I'm just not going to go out. True. Yeah, there is no sunk cost when, uh, when you just, you can just stop at any time. I mean, that is kind of, that's the pitfall of the sunk cost fallacy, but another one is that you know, when you're dealing with a series of movies, you know, that's a uh, that's an investment of time and money that you could be doing anything else. You know, why bother, right? You know, we can move on, though, because the, the couple that gets hammered together stays together. Hmm. Yeah, I suppose, I suppose. I mean, if we're talking about couples that can't hammered together, I mean... We can do the real quick one of uh, Mr. Mr. Altman, you know, unfortunately losing his head as the CEO of uh, OpenAI after a uh, quick board vote. But oh wait, no, sorry, update breaking news. Uh, it would seem that the OpenAI board is in discussions to uh, get Come Sam Altman back. to return because that was an incredibly idiotic decision, and uh, it caused them. Uh, all manner of ill repute immediately. Why did they vote him to vote for him to leave? We didn't even get time to find an answer to that before they were demanding his return. Hmm. So I I would actually legitimately like to know the answer to that. But it's it has been less than a day since this hit that they're asking for him to come back. So whatever happened Either they felt it was a monumental fuck up, or or Microsoft it was a board did. coup. That's a possible. I, I mean, we really we're probably not going to get an answer to this being realistic, but something happened, and it was a big deal. Mm -hmm. And now Sam's going to probably be back because being realistic, he's probably the best head for the organization that they've got at the moment because they've really purged. Kind of a lot of people. Really? Well, I mean, Elon Musk is out. A lot of the uh, and a lot of the initial heads are out. Uh, Altman and 
As a matter of fact, actually, Altman might be one of the only original founding uh, members of OpenAI. Hmm. And without... I mean, it's a little pretentious, but I mean, without the founding visions of what it was meant to be, we've kind of seen how these things can run astray. But then again, with the founding uh, visions there, ahem, Jack Dorsey, you know, we can see that things can completely run absolutely astray of what they were uh, promised to be, too. So, you know, it is what it is. I mean, I do, I do empathize with tech companies and dealing with, you know, we, we, we can all sit there and appreciate Tay, but you don't want, if you have a product, you don't want it to be Tay. And what happened to Tay? Well, you know, the thing that happened to the Tay is kind of what happened to us. You know, you and you fly too close. It's also what happened to to Coca-Cola's AI. That was upsetting. I don't know really. I, know, I don't remember that story. Tay 2.0, man. Hmm. So was somebody just, just dumb enough Google. to actually just put an AI out there and <laughs> let it go? Google, Google, Coca-Cola AI, Twitter. Really? I think, I'm pretty sure it was Coca-Cola. Yeah. Huh. How about hmm. that? AI. T W I T C E. Not that one. ER. Blah, 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 news. Oh, fuck's sake. Minus Musk. Well, I think the, um... The real, oh, the real... The problem. I don't know. I, a- AI hasn't really impressed me. So the fact that it regurgitates the bowels of the internet isn't really a surprise. No, I mean, that's legitimately a fair statement. I mean, all it is, the only things that have really been allowed to flourish are basically just, what, language models? Really? Essentially, and even then they have restrictions. They certainly do. They certainly do. I mean, uh, like we've reported on, there's others out there. There's a uh, Gabby that's on, uh, you know, Gab, obviously, which is less restricted. Oh boy. But sure, yeah. that's got to be fucking hilarious. <laughs> just a whole bunch of Christo fascism, right? I, I, I got to wonder what what the Gab AI's feeling is on, on the Israel-Palestine conflict. I know, I right? Well, it can't hilarious. be any worse which, than Which brown the do they hate more? millennial response which I guess you know that's that's probably about as good a segue as we're going to get into it so we should probably go ahead and just drop in on that little one like a like a plane onto a anyway so there's uh there's this guy that wrote a uh wrote a um diatribe on how America is bad and they had it coming oh god and so a bunch of a uh, bunch of zoomers got uh got influenced by the uh, Chinese algorithm. I don't know how machine. many of them are actually being influenced. Let's be very clear here. I think that there, there are a lot of grifters. Oh, no, no, no. It's grifters on top of grifters on top of grifters, but that doesn't change the fact that a grifter is influenced by a grifter that came before them and says, hey, look, there's a grift there. So they go in and they're like, oh, I want to get in on that grift. 
And so whether it's true or not, it works towards the uh, goal of destabilizing the West, which is kind of what the CCP is all about. Using, you know, that application that they developed. The uh... Go carry yourself. Going this way. Anyway, uh, that application that the uh, CCP developed to destroy the West, uh, TikTok. And, you know, it's um, just doing its thing. Now, of course, they have banned this uh, this whole thing. Uh, what was it? The um, the reading of the Osama Letter to the West, I think, specifically. Well, but... You know, the funny part about that whole thing is that Osama bin Laden specifically does say he hates us for our freedom inside his, his he, little diatribe. He does. He, he says he a whole bunch of things. Mm. Oh, yeah. But, and, but then uh, you have idiots a... that come along and it's, it's, you have idiots that come along and say, but he didn't say he hates us for freedom. It's like, no, no, he clearly says it. Yeah, no, it, it is. It's kind of in there. It's not like specifically mentioned in it's the first subtle. sentence, but it it Look, it the, has gotten. The guy had a multi-page screed, right? Yeah, the... it was about as bad as the Tranifesto. <laughs> well, yeah, except one wow. of them's been released. Um, so so when we start talking about when we start talking about the Obama. Obama letter or the Osama bin Laden letter. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, six of one, uh, half dozen the other. Whatever. Go ahead. Obama bin Laden. There we go. Well, but whatever. Osama I mean, they're Laden. both government agents, so it doesn't matter anyway. But when you look to that letter, he had a lot of stuff in there. He had a lot of stuff in there, and I am sure yeah. that they, the people who are sitting there and parroting it and saying, "Wow, he's so, he's so there, man," like I'm sure they didn't read it. Oh, and um, quick link from a friend in the chat, too, for an LLM called Mistral out of a French company that has no guardrails. So I'll be including a link to that as well. So do check it out. Oh, boy. I'm going to have to take a look. Anyway, you were saying? Sorry, I didn't Hello. Mistral. I was just saying <sighs> I don't think that they read it, right? Like, it, Oh, no, it probably not. Probably popularity. not. This is one of the problems, right? We have these algorithms that sit there and grab stuff that's, like, getting attention. And our biology is set up <laughs> to pay attention to things that are threats. So I'm willing to bet you these people who were gaining all this attention, all these subscribers, weren't like, wow, man, this is really great. I'm sure it's a whole bunch of people who were really fucking pissed off and about to sit there and, and write, you know... Long screeds or do video responses or showing to other people saying, look at these crazy motherfuckers. I'm sure that's what it is. But to the individual who is using social media as their predominant form of income, a view is a view is a view is a view. It doesn't matter whether it's a hate view or a love view or a, hey, they think I did really good or they think I did really bad. And that's what I think we're seeing. I really do. I don't think it's – I do not believe that these people actually read the letter. Or at least not. Uh, at best, they skimmed. They probably it read because... a bad translation of it that was that was uh, collective, selectively edited. That's entirely. Possible I am sure well. that they that if they have read it, and I don't think that they've read it, but I'd be willing to bet you that if they read it, they only read like a couple little bits that were highlighted by other people who highlighted some legitimate grievances. Like, I saw this video on TikTok, and it explained it in complete detail to me. Right, exactly. So they're going to talk about this thing as if they did the, the source research and they didn't. 
and they're just basically regurgitating some other points because at the end of the day whether we we like osama bin laden or hate him um he has he legitimate grievances right that, he has yeah, legitimate right, grievances not all of his grievances are legitimate but he does have legitimate grievances right broken clock is right twice a day Well, yeah, generally. I mean, sometimes you have those clocks that are broken in just such a specific way that they run just a little slow, so they're they're so, right like once every couple years. But, yeah. I want to go ahead and, and update you guys on this whole mystical AI thing because I went ahead and clicked on usage out of curiosity, and the second night on there is, after interfacing, of course, is guardrail like Mistral 7B. <laughs> <laughs> like, the little... Prelude here is a, a very short paragraph. The ability to enforce guardrails when it comes to AI generation is crucial for front-facing applications. Huh. In this tutorial, we explain how to leverage system prompting to optionally enforce output constraints. <laughs> Additionally, we showcase the ability to perform fine-grained content moderation. But so, you can. basically, you can actually use this to not only guardrail, you know, for... for uh, the quote the narrative you could actively make this thing enforce anti-narrative shit oh that would be funny oh that that's would what be i'm getting funny. out of this is it's customizable it's it's whatever you oh, said oh that would be really funny holy shit <laughs> oh man you could just you could just make a poisonous ai i love that just oh <laughs> that makes my heart sing sir Although I would have to, you be should curious. do that as a Twitter account, oh, like man. an authenticated Twitter account, and then just make. I'd, it I'd be very curious AI. though who it thinks killed Epstein. That's a good question. Well, <laughs> if it even thinks he's dead, for that matter. <laughs> it might. I might just reply earlobes. Who knows? Uh, oh, but uh, <laughs> speaking on updates on things, I'll just go ahead and drop a real quick, interesting update. Uh, this one's. Actually, come out of California, but specifically, we'll have uh, we have the article linked up from the Gateway Pundit. But it's on that uh, that weird black site lab that was in um, uh, Fresno, in Reedley. Mm, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So looking into that, we've got a more interesting list on a uh, what we call a manifest, I guess, because like we reported at the time of finding, there were any number of interesting things there, which as we reported at that time, included COVID strains and AIDS strains. We have since learned uh, chlamydia, E. coli, streptococcus, pneumonia, hepatitis B and C, herpes 1 and 5, rubella, malaria, as well as numerous biological and chemical materials, over 800. And the CDC, when asked to run identification and testing on these compounds refused Ooh. So well that might also be for uh, that also might be for their lab safety at that point well it very well could be but I mean considering I mean, well, I was, I was just saying, the like, CDC might... is up to I mean come the fuck on well did the CDC ever do anything like say suggest third parties to use because that's not entirely impossible there they might even use third parties to, for testing anyway they might just say Go use them. Unfortunately, there there really isn't any more information on this. And considering where the information is coming out of, a la California, there's 
Just, so, just not. I, I saw mean. this, and I read through it, and the first thing that popped into my mind is, what should the CDC do? Right? And, mm-hmm. and I, I, the I thought about this. The probably the thing. Why? Why test it? Why bother? Okay. Go on. What's the information that you're going to get from it, right? It's labeled as scary ass bad thing, right? And your best your best case. Yeah, to be specific, scary ass bad thing was Ebola, which was well, in that's labeled one of scary ass there. bad things. But there were numerous there were several others, other but scary yeah. ass bad things. But it's labeled as scary ass bad thing, and either one, this thing that's like a secret underground lab doing whatever is legitimately curating and taking care of Ebola. And propagating it, which is bad, but yeah. there's nothing the CDC can do about it because they don't have an enforcement wing, right? It's just it's just the centers for disease control. Or two, it is complete nonsense, and somebody was just playing some fuckery, right? There, those to be are fair, if I really wanted my Kool Aid to be safe in the fridge, I'm, I really. <laughs> I'm I'm not even saying it's that, but like. Like, there's no value in the CDC from the CDC's perspective. And we have to take a step back into that of a government, a government office. It it is not inherently conspiratorial for them to say, yeah, I have zero interest in this because there's nothing that testing is going to tell them. Right. It's not going to tell them who ran the lab because they don't know who ran the lab or they already know who ran the lab. It's not going to tell them what the experiments are doing. Because the experiments are labeled. So what the fuck is the point? Well, I guess... I mean, you do make a valid point. The point would be, in an America that cared about the uh, attacks against it or, you know, secret operations by enemy nations within its borders, you would want to find out exactly what they were working on. But that would also require an America that cares well, about enemies operating within its let borders. Me, let me so, offer a, yeah. an alternative, right? Let me offer an alternative. We have we have meth labs, right? So so I'll actually, let, let's take a step back. So, so these kinds of roles that I'm actually trained in to deal with, uh, I, I do search and rescue. As a consequence of search and rescue, we go out into the woods for long stretches of time we march back and forth in in a grid to try to find essentially what are most likely dead people well you know what the biggest concern is that we have when we're out there marching around it's fucking weed farms or whatever other plant farms but it used to be weed farms and why is that a problem because people will fucking put weed farms up so yeah you know we can walk across this weed farm and uh, it's not supposed to be there, and it's it's illegal in, in pretty much every respect. But what's the point of us reporting it, right? It's going to interfere with our fundamental goal of what we're trying to do. We'll tell the police. They're going to go up there and go, oh, there's a bunch of fucking weed there. <laughs> like it's not going to tell them who did it. It's not going to – they're not going to get any illumination on this whole entire thing, Right. Those guys have – they're basically – you're going to have a bunch of guys up there who are running this crop, and they'll, they'll just have a handful of, of trail cams that are set up in, in the surrounding area. 
that are going to be generic, and they'll just go check the trail cams. And, oh, look, there's a whole bunch of people who march through. Oh, guess what's going to happen to that weed field? They're abandoning it. Why? Because they don't want it. And this is this is no different in any other form of criminal activity. So, yeah, I, I get that, that we want more information, but there's no more information to be gotten. And from the CDC's perspective, if I was a government agency and I found hazmat material and somebody said, hey, what should I do with this? I'd be like, throw it away. Like, that's going to be my response. And they're going to be like, well, we want to do a whole bunch of testing on it. My response is going to be, why? What, what's the point? Like, it's not a conspiracy. It's not because I'm a dick. Believe me, I'm an engineer, man. I want more data than, than God has. It's just sometimes you run into a situation where you have all the information. It doesn't tell you anything that makes you feel warm and fuzzy, and it doesn't fucking matter because at this point it's a police matter. They, they're – I can almost guarantee you the FBI handed this off to – or the uh, CDC handed this off to the FBI, and they aren't going to tell you shit about that. Why aren't they going to tell you shit about that? Because if they give up how they're doing the investigation, it lets the criminals do better at fucking avoiding investigation. So the reality point. is – you. There's there's a significant portion of this that we're assuming the United States government just had no interest, and that's probably not true. They probably said, hey, this is a fucking shit show. This is the information that we've gathered. Because we, they did respond, right? They did they did go through the lab, and they pulled I, – I don't think so, actually. I believe the – if you read I, – I, at least the original reporting that I was reading on it was the CDC responded. They went in. They found a whole bunch of lab notebooks, or either that or the town responded, or whoever it was responded, and they handed all of this information over to the CDC. So the CDC got their lab notebooks, and what's the CDC going to do at that point? Yeah. Oh, it was the Fresno County Department of Public Health that did an inspection on the facility. Okay. But then they turned all that shit over to the CDC anyways. And the CDC didn't really feel like following through. But you're, we're saying they didn't feel like following through, but again, it, it comes down to that. Well, the, the CDC made no follow? public representation of following through. If why would I'm they? to be entirely fair. Well, why would they or why wouldn't they? I'm just saying that's what happened. Yeah, I, I, I mean, if I was the CDC, I wouldn't do that either. If somebody was operating secret nuclear labs and I, I came across, like, a, if I was working for NNL like I am, Right, and I do D and D work, and I, I do remediation of asbestos and rad and all the other stuff. Um, if somebody turned around and contacted us saying, "Hey, we found this secret underground nuclear lab," <laughs> you know what we're going to tell them to do? We're going to tell them to throw that shit out. You know what the next call is going to be? The FBI, <laughs> and, and it's going to say, "Go figure out what the fuck this shit is." And, and like, that's going to be the entire extent of the communication that we have. Because the public doesn't need to know anything more than that. Well, I mean, that's not an invalid point. One hopes that that secondary call to the feds was made. It's just, you know, with recent history being what it is, I kind of worry that even if that call was made, that they didn't chew jack shit. Because I don't know if you caught this one, but we just recently found out that instead of going after a known pedophile, the FBI felt that they needed to go after J6 people. And I, that guy went on to offend and rape a 10-year-old child. 
there is uh, there is a significant so, you know, there, there, dereliction of thing. duty yeah. in governmental organizations. I will agree with that. Um, I do not think that finding something that is shocking and being told just throw it in the trash, the appropriate biologically suited trash for sure, but still just throw it away and clean it up. I, I think that there's a lot of people who think that there's going to be this – it's going to turn into a thing. And it might turn into a thing, but it's not going to turn into a thing that we will see. When it comes to a Chinese lab, which it appears this was, and it turns into a bio-research lab, and we've already collected all of the notebooks that were left behind. And all – I'm sure you can be assured that we collected all of the hard drives that were left behind. The actual experiments themselves, there's not really a lot of value in studying them because – and this is this is what's crazy for a lot of people is science is really boring. We do the same <laughs> thing a thousand times in repetition but to get a different. consistent result. <laughs> science is largely like watching paint dry. Engineering is very interesting, but science you know, I is boring. I've watched people that watch paint dry before. And I, I was working with them at Dell and uh, in the codings division. I was I was doing software uh, for them. Yeah, and um, uh, I guess somebody's job was literally to paint a four by four plastic swatch, watch it dry, and I don't mean under a microscope, I mean watch it dry. And then to go ahead and put it into the abrasion machine, which scrubs it twenty thousand times, and then uh, to take the swatch out. And put it to the side and do the same with the next watch. And then yeah. the reason I know the reason I even bothered to look was because I was sitting there with my headphones on, and I kept hearing this banging around three PM. I turn around and she has these little four ounce cans of the test paints. And she is using a large rubber mallet and it looked comical to blap the lid onto <laughs> a four ounce paint can with what looks like a five pound sledge, but it's got a it's a rubber mallet. It's fucking uh, uh, Looney Tunes level. Oh, science! Yeah. Science is boring shit, man. It's yeah, man. boring shit done with expensive equipment and expensive reagents thousands of times. Oh, you know what? That's actually a really good segue because you know we see these uh, these things that happen so many so many times and with such frequently that uh, we're we're growing kind of numb to it almost. In this case, it would be uh, the necessity of resetting that clock because, uh, well, we've got the link out of the New York Post here. Uh, yeah, the ex-editor of the uh, the recount, which you, uh, oh, what the hell is this thing? Oh, goodness gracious, just go away thing. There, all right. So, anyway, out of the uh, New York Post here, we've got uh, the ex-editor of the uh, recount. Uh, that would have been, if uh, people aren't familiar with the recount, that was the one that let everybody know that everything involving uh, Comet Ping Pong was entirely, entirely just fabricated. There was nothing to it. You know, like the fact, as was reported on in all major magazines, that there was one shot fired inside of Comet Ping Pong Pizza that was fired into the lock of the back door so that the person could get access to the server room. And unfortunately it destroyed all of their servers and all of their hard drives with that one bullet and that one shot, you know, it was confirmed by the recount that, um, 
it, this was all just conspiracy and nonsense. Well, unfortunately, the editor of the recount was, um, you know, put on uh, put away for now two counts of uh, possession of child pornography and dissemination of child pornography. Huh. And you know, I have to wonder: did he fu- did he uh, help did he help the Podestas fill out their FARA form? You know, you have to wonder. I mean, maybe. Uh, I, I don't know. Maybe maybe he had a hand in making it less known about the basement that is listed in the public records of Pomet Ping Pong as existing and being in the city. Well, if you're just a conspiracy theorist, sir. I, I probably maybe maybe I am. It could be. Who knows? You know, it's uh, it's all just and having crazy. theories about conspiracies is totally fucking screwed up. You should just know for certain that they exist like this headline. You know, conspiracy to traffic in child porn. Oh, that's being difficult. Weird. How that that was a, a thing that was also denied, wasn't it? I mean, kind of also strange. It was by this guy specifically, but you know, that's also a thing, I guess. Yeah, it's really weird how these uh, how these coincidences happen. Why is this being? There. Anyway. <sighs> you block being difficult. But yeah. So anyway. Um, so uh, Slade Sommer, 44, who until last month was the editor-in-chief of the video news site, The Recount, was released on a $10,000 bail. Yeah. By the way. After listed as being possess- uh, possessing and disseminating hundreds of... Of uh, child pornography images and videos. Out of... Ugh, everything is too difficult. <sighs> anyway, yeah. So, uh, he's pleaded not guilty. We'll see how that goes. But uh, he's looking at a mandatory, <laughs> mandatory minimum of 10 years in state uh, state prison. I wonder if he's going to be able to get the trial. Uh, yeah, it is... It would not surprise me if... Hello, suicide hotline. Uh, I'd like to place an order. Yeah, it's entirely possible his uh, connection to the Podestas or the um, people that the Podestas so work for. So what was for. his password? Pepperoni. This is... Cheese. <laughs> Hot dogs. Was Who it knows? password? <laughs> Who I mean, this, these, the, the, the series of jokes you get out of these people... The vast majority write themselves. Yeah, but none of them you know, are particularly like, good. You need a comedian. Don't even need a comedian. Just send someone up there to read read old headlines published about these people, or published by them in this case. Well, that's that's the fascinating thing is is one should not uh, should not throw stones within a glass house. <laughs> They're not just like throwing them though. They're fucking speedballing them. Oh yeah, yeah, no, it's like these guys have got uh, slingshots, you know, and they're just going they're like, just going It's whole like hand. they've got glass cannons pointed at the glass walls next to them. Yeah, this yeah. This is totally going to work. It it'll work this time because they just see the other guy on the other side, it's just the reflection, but why the fuck not and they scream catch bang. Yeah. Yeah, I some or something. I am surprised that an individual felt that this was in their best interest. I just 
the thing was, it wasn't even like, oh, this is the same guy we were talking about Wednesday. This isn't even like a little bit of child porn. Yeah, it's... it's this, this was a metric fuck ton of it. Like, really? How much was it? Well, they, they say hundreds in the article. Now, hundreds is not a lot in the digital age. That's true. You know, it's funny because that's the argument a prosecutor made for lowering the punishment for spreading child porn. And, and by the way, I think I actually sat there and said I can understand that was the uh, one of the Supreme Court judges, right? I said uh, I, I can actually maybe, kind of understand yeah. stand that because if you talk about the VHS era, that was a whole mm -hmm. different thing. Yeah, that's well, yeah, true. I mean, I mean uh, 100 VHSs is quite the collection, but then again, I guess 100 MPEGs is not quite the same thing. It really is not. But then again... Unless you're the one recording them. That's true. Or yeah. if we consider that these things aren't exactly just you go on YouTube and search up, uh, you know, Chicago Hot Dog Party, for instance... I'm obviously not referencing anything there, but you know if you know that was a thing. I really that you hope to look not for. because uh, I know Bat is going to go there and just start hunting for Chicago oh, well, it's hot not, dogs. Well, it's not available on YouTube, so you're fine. Although we broadcast on Odyssey, so you never know what can be found there. Uh, with that being said, um, it will be things that are within the law because Odyssey doesn't. Uh, well, within United States law, because fuck the rest of these commie foreigners. But, you know, there is that. With that said, um, it would be something you would probably want to look into the um, Podesta email leaks out of WikiLeaks relating to uh, Barack Obama, if you're really curious what a Chicago hot dog party was. Although it won't answer your question, it'll just make you ask more uncomfortable questions. Like, uh, you know, like when you order from Wayfair and you see this nice cabinet that's, uh, it seems plain, but it has a real top shelf price. It's like $20,000 and its name is Waylin. And, uh, you know, it's listed as an eight-year-old cabinet. For instance. Not that you can order those anymore, but from my understanding, there was a time when, when Wayfair was a, um... A more enterprising online business, shall we say? You know, catering to um, catering to the takes to the tastes of folks like Hunter Biden. You know, folks that like the finer things in life. <sighs> oh, oh yeah. And uh, while we're on that note, I mean, we should probably just go ahead and mention this because I haven't really seen a whole whole lot of reporting on it. Uh, this one comes out of Redux, and uh, also Germany, known for doing all sorts of awesome things. Uh, anyway, the uh, Parliament has added a uh, a new addition to their constitution. It's a children's rights deal. So, um, can you guess where I'm going with this, or can you can you fill in the blanks? Well, I guess I'll go for it then. Uh, the name of the organization. Okay is Kroom 13. Uh, they're a lobby organization which advocates for the lowering oh of the uh, age of consent and for legalizing um, materials made by those of the lowered age of consent. We'll Wait, just isn't say. this just the fucking Lincoln Project? 
No, no, no. That's their. That's not their <laughs> primary goal. That's just a thing they do. This is an organization who that's actually like the thing that they do. So anyway, um, so the uh, German Parliament they've put in this new constitutional amendment, which um, will allow children to make more adult decisions. I guess. Uh, what is it to? Uh, Shall we quote amongst it here? Amongst the rights listed within positions text is the assertion that the child can have, quote, the right to have a say in all matters that affect their emotional, mental, and physical well-being, and, quote, the right to free development of their personality. Oh, that's nice. Okay, fine enough. Uh, let's see here what else here. Oh, quote, sexual self-development, quote, is included in Article 2 of Basic Law under the phrase free development of personality which is um, pointed out by uh, one of the supporters of this bill. Hmm. Hmm. I don't, you know, so, so I, I happen to, I, I've, I've, I've talked about it a lot. I believe very firmly that human psychosocial development psych, or psychosexual development is an important part of who and what we are. Mm -hmm. Um, that's not the same thing as you know saying that I, I it's really tough it's not the same thing to say that pedophilia should be allowed as to turn around and say that human psychosexual development should not be infringed I don't think those two are the same the same argument that is a fair argument I'm not entirely sure how viable it is in this specific point but I mean, you do make a valid point in and of itself. But here, I mean, this really looks like victimizers got to win. What's the specific bill name? I'll go pull up the actual text. Um, let me see here. Because one of the problems that you run into is a lot of times there are people that sit there and they'll say, oh, well, look at this. If you look at portion A here and portion B here, portion well, C you know here. For one, I will put that first in the show links. And for two, I'll go ahead and put it in sh uh, the staff chat. Mind you, it is in German. <laughs> it's in German? Well, I mean, it. it's a German bill in Germany, so, you know. Yeah, well, I, I appreciate it. Nonetheless, so usually I should be able to translate yeah. this whole entire thing. Now, it's... Except... Ah, there we go. From what I understand, it has been passed, but I've heard... I, I honestly don't know if it has been passed or not yet. And the article's not really giving me a full answer, so I legitimately can't say what's happened with this, but it's... It looks very dangerous. And um, not just a surface-level danger kind of thing. Like, this this seems like something that could be... Um, we don't need another Weimar Republic, you know? I think... So looking at the actual text, oh boo! Uh, good for just the children. I can barely read German. 
Yeah, probably better than me. Under Article Six of the blah blah text. And then we get into way too many consonants. Yeah, um, I was running through Google Translate. Well, I got it. I got it on the the link that you you sent me. I was trying to actually go for the actual PDF file, but I think the PDF file is the same thing as what they show on this. But I don't see anything that's particularly damning on this. It's just basically saying that you know, it it says that children have. So, so this is basically arguing that children are legal entities with their own rights, and that is that's a fundamental debate that we are having in the United States right now. Is is where do children fall? Are they non? And and this is this is an interesting an interesting argument. That I mean, out, to deal outside with of the um, lascivious nature of this and the, all that, I mean, there is actually a valid argument to be had there. There is. There is, and by the way, those those the, if you happen to be uh, in opposition to abortion, the idea that chi- children have constitutional rights is is a key component to your your ontological argument as to what it means to be human. So one one of the problems that the left is going to have is that the left is going to push for children's rights, and it's going to run right up against this problem. Now, t- historically, we've kind of dealt with it in this gray space where children are an entity of the parent, uh, but only as long as the parent is actively providing in their best interests. Yeah, it's like you've got to meet a particular criteria to be considered um, you know, appropriate, I guess you would say. Uh, it's more like you have to meet a certain criteria in order to be considered inappropriate. See, I agree with that, sir. Don't give pedos an inch. Mm. Never. There is oh, that. come on. You should give pedos at least six inches. Preferably in prison. Right, there's that. Oh, uh, on that note, too, I'll include <laughs> a link to uh, somebody that's included, uh, that's dug up 74 pages of the Epstein flight logs. And I'll just go ahead and throw that in the link so that if anybody's interested, they can go ahead and just have a quick perusal of... Uh, 74 pages of the people that flew with uh, Epstein's Lolita Express. Now that we've uh, now that we've gotten the January 6th videos out of Congress, can we petition them to release the black book and the client list? That That's would be nice. And so, speaking of yeah, speaking of next things, let's just go ahead and jump into the next thing and I mean, that's that's it. That's that's the one. So there was there was initial talk that uh, Mike Johnson was going to have some office of fucking something or other go through and redact all the faces from all the videos. And then, no, just fucking did it. Dropped them. Dropped all fucking 44,000 hours, which will well, be so, linked below. So for 5%, 5% of the videos were withheld specifically to protect national security interests. Related to the architecture of the building, which is what he, this is what he saw, uh, the speaker said. Fair, fair enough. Okay, yeah. So, but but the the rest of it though, just blasted out there, and you know he said that we're he said they're working overtime to, basically to the idea is to censor the faces of people who have not been publicly, I guess, prosecuted or what have you, to avoid like having them be persecuted, I guess. 
that's not unreasonable. Right. Now, there's also the other thing I saw is uh, there's a guy who got charged uh, who was in a video walking peacefully around, being guided, etc. A guy got charged with um, uh, with whatever for January 6th and was basically, you know, said you're gonna you spend six to twelve months in jail unless you uh, plead guilty. Didn't know that until after he agreed to sign, uh, after he agreed to sign a plea deal. Or after he agreed, he agreed to sign a confession or whatever, that uh, they were going to attack on the terrorism writer, which carries up to ten years. Mm-hmm. Um, and he hung himself before that could uh, go to trial. Not the first, either. And there are people who actually have killed themselves because the exculpatory evidence that they were not terrorizing people was withheld. I, you know, I if if it was me, and I'd been involved in this whole entire thing, right? And I, again, I support them. I would have just turned around and sat there and accepted whatever plea they plea deal they threw in front of me, right? If they want a confession, that's fine. And then you turn around and you get on whatever whatever talk show you want, whatever internet podcast you want. And you basically say, yeah, they put a gun to my head and said, hey, I'd go to prison unless I said X. So I said X. Now, the right? problem is that's a lot of these plea do. deals include something to that nature oh so. no no you you but but see if they if you turn around and they they said as part of the plea deal you're not allowed to do whatever that is an infringement on constitutional rights oh like this whole fucking right? thing isn't so so i would love you they once you get the plea deal right the plea deal gets you out of jail the plea deal gets you out of jail you're out there doing whatever you're doing if they want to throw you back in because you said the wrong thing then you get to sue on on constitutional grounds very clear constitutional no, you make a – actually, you do make a good point, and that's something that I've brought like, up that would be very interesting for someone like uh, like Lynn Wood, for instance, that took a plea deal. But the plea deal was very specific. It is uh, you have to be honest if we call you up to testify. And you say, yeah. It's like I would I, gla- I will be I, honest. I would be happy to fulfill the court's wish for me to testify honestly – of my understanding of this, that, or whatever thing. Like, I, what I don't understand is, and, and this is something that absolutely baffles me, right? Because, and, and this is this is kind of how I conduct myself at work. And I do very well uh, in my job in this regard. I walk into, some, into a room with a bunch of people say, hey, if you're going to do this, Right. Or, 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 you know, they'll 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 essentially threaten something that's a lot of work. And it's it's a it's always a veiled threat. It's a hey, we need to do the right thing. Yada, yada. Be like, and I'll just turn around. I'll look them in the eye and I'll say, hey, don't threaten me with a good time. I'm ready to roll. You want to turn around and have me sign a plea deal to sit there and say whatever stupid nonsense you want to have me say? Sure, I'll do that. And then I'll go out and tell them that they, you forced me to do that at at uh at exchange for jail time. And you know what the consequence of that is going to be? They're going to have to go defend in front of a judge why it is that they were offering jail time for political statements. I would love that argument. Give me that argument all day and twice on Sunday. Right? That's And they have to go through and spend that effort. But you're already outside of their control. So the right needs to start thinking a little bit more in the lines of don't threaten me with a good time. And a little bit less in the, 
oh my god, my morals and principles are well established. You'd be like, yeah, you know, you they're gonna lie, cheat, and steal in order to get ahead. Fine, we can play that game because we're smarter than them. Right? They're barely well, you know winning now. That's they're, that's I, actually, I don't you make a good point there that I'd like now, to kind of tie winning, into something. They're, they're, Say that again? You make a good point that I'd like to tie into something that a lot of folks initially had a really upset reaction to, but on a little bit of uh, a little bit more depth might be one a bit more of one of those power plays where uh, Mike Johnson, he came in, he made a lot of promises. His own statements, even in the past, are quite clear that Joe Biden has done any number of impeachable acts. And one of the first things on coming in, his claims, and I'll, I'll just quote the man himself, there is insufficient evidence at the moment to initiate formal impeachment proceedings, which, yeah, any, any normal person should probably get pissed off on hearing that. But if you put a little bit of thought to that, you know, you don't have to impeach the man now. There's no reason to. Oh, now? There's especially if, no reason now, to. Now, I sure as hell hope they don't do an October surprise. No, nah, they should right? probably get it started because maybe in September, you know, to be I, I actually, like, I think that realistically, you know, they should be starting it. An October surprise was good when you had, when your federal government was small, the crimes people could be accused of were relatively minor. And so <laughs> one fair. thing was That's clutching fair. the pearls. Right now we have a federal government that basically makes shit up about people all the time in order to get their way. So given that there's guaranteed to be bad information coming out about you that's essentially fake, right? Started in August and do like the most successful campaign strategy was the um, the Podesta emails in 2016. If you want to talk about somebody who had all of the power and all of the momentum and all of the media and journalists, it was Hillary Clinton. She had it. And then they just release three to four emails a day every single day starting in August. And that meant that there were – like basically people would find this one thing. It would go viral because it would be this small thing, and maybe they could shut out that one thing. But they wouldn't be able to shut out the second thing or the third thing or the fourth thing. And so people are just starting to sit there and, and dig into like all of these emails. So if they're smart, they'll turn around and they'll start impeachment proceedings in August. They'll, they, they, what they would really do is they'd cancel the August recess, right? Mm. That's what Republicans should do. Okay. They should turn yeah, around and say we we have we have uncovered evidence that is of such a significant nature that we need to convene and start prosecution immediately, right? And and that is what you do. That's how you kick it off. You kick it off right at the end of July, very beginning of August. Well, you in, run in short terms. What you're saying here is drop your news on a Monday. I'm saying you don't drop your your news on a Monday. I'm saying you drop your news two months before and then you peter it out. They managed to drag out the impeachment of Trump for like six months. You're going to tell me that I, I sure as hell hope that they aren't turning around and pulling off some sort of October surprise because then then you just don't have the runtime you need. 
Oh, yeah. Given no, that you have like a 60 day vote window that where people are actually voting, you want to get 30 days before that, which means you have minimum three months, and you should probably be starting it before that. No, you make a valid point there. Not even that you make a valid point. I agree, actually. The sooner the better. But not but too not soon. But not too soon. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You don't you don't want to there's there's bound to be more dumb bullshit that drops that is useful to this, but there might not be. And so. and there's the the other thing to keep in mind is that in the case of Biden, every single thing that you have against him, you can just sit there and use some of those things for political leverage to keep him in check for the last two years. Oh, because well, that's the other thing that that ties into what uh, what Mike day, Johnson made the decision on there. What you know, we do not want is we do not want President Kamala Harris, right? We don't want that. <laughs> I mean, we do, but we don't. What if she's President Harris for the last day of uh, the term? I mean, no. I'm sorry. I like a I grand want, total of an hour. I want Trump to walk in on day one and go to the Rose Garden. In high heels and a dress and blackface. <laughs> I want him to sit there and get to the podium and say, I sure don't love these watermelons. I, I have struggled in my life through hard times. My true nature is that of a black woman. And that would be the most satisfying moment ever captured on TV. Okay, because then they'd yeah. have to sit there and make the argument that no, he's just faking it. And he said, I'm gender fluid. I am a trans gender fluid man. Oh, oh, shit. That reminds me of something. I've got to go ahead and just break this news. And now I sad, declare sad news. that I am it's, it's not the first midnight, LGBT so. president, but is, I am also uh, the first woman president and the first black president. Uh, fair, fair. Yeah, but, but real quick, a real quick bit of sad news. Uh, unfortunately, and I hate to be the bearer of bad news, uh, but it is what it is. Our beloved friend of the show, George Santos, will not be seeking re-election. <laughs> so, you know, F's, F's in the okay, comments. Okay, well, is were. he going to run again as a Democrat? Because that's what he fucking is. He's a fucking Democrat plant. He's one of their assets. Maybe, yeah, but he's funny, and he pisses off Democrats, so it's more funny. So... I mean, that's that's just it. But anyway. Bats, cry harder. I see you in the chat, you bullshit. So I, I, w I was on a call last night. Um, uh, I was playing a game with some uh, with some other people. And, uh, and Bats was in the call. And I, I went ahead and I decided to get into bed because I was fucking tired. And it was like, I'm trying to get out. If basically, I was at the point where I am now, effectively. Um, and so at a certain point I forgot to I said bye and I forgot to hang up on the call and I just took off my headphones and put them next to me on the bed hmm. and so that's uh, so I woke up and I saw the chat <laughs> that's sad. I think I can hear him snoring and after years of giving other people shit for this I went ahead and finally uh, I finally did it and I didn't leave the call huh it's so, fucking uh, hilarious. Uh, I died a little bit inside when I saw that, and at the same time, I was laughing my ass off. Well, it could be worse. I mean, you could have had a dark side Phil moment, so, you know. <laughs> or the fucking the turkey guy. 
I mean, or or you could have had an even worse one, you know, like that uh, that fellow from um, Alabama, you know, that mayor that um, mm. that uh, got outed, <laughs> had that problem, you know, with uh, you know encouraging um, young boys mm-hmm. to transition and also posting mm, pictures right. in drag and such and and uh, claiming to be a Republican and a pastor and you know all kinds of things. Uh, well, anyway, um, yeah, there, there was that all, that whole thing that happened. Uh, there's, there's no more to it. Than that. Oh, well, no, there is. There's one more little thing. It's like, uh, you know, some people found out about this whole thing about him dressing up in the weird outfits and sending the messages to the boys to, you know, uh, also transition and everything. But um, you know, this took a lot of a, a very different direction Evan, than I thought I was going to go in. Evan, what's up? Just because Craig does this. It's just a yarmulke, man. It's just a yarmulke. It's not a crazy weird outfit. Damn. It's just a yarmulke. Listen, brother. Okay. I have yarmulkes. What side of your wife did I fuck to get this treatment? Look, we're not uh, dealing with Ben Shapiro here, okay, man? Come on. Be reasonable. <laughs> anyway, uh, Bubba Copeland, uh, this fella, they called, in a, uh, they called in a wellness check on him, and so the... Um, the uh, the cops went. Uh, they found him, you know, driving along the roads. I think it was sheriff's deputies. Apparently, Craig, you need a CPAP. That seems to be pretty common That's... amongst engineers. I'm one of the few that doesn't. Mm. I and you have big notes. Yes. True. Yes. Uh, concluding the story, the sheriff's deputies were able I have to a small locate. Hat too. You want to see it? I got a small hat. My yarmulke is right here at my desk. I I have it. It's literally right there on the shelf. <laughs> yeah, and Ron DeSantis has one too. Anyway, jeez, it's a it's a fancy. Well, let me. Oh, actually, I haven't worn it in a long time. But yeah, it's Does it's it a teal. <laughs> I mean, do they ever not fit? Like <laughs> I thought they were kind of like one size fits all thing. Yeah. 1997. This was I got this for 1997. Oh wow! Back all embroidered and whatnot. Yes, that's for... the Jew-fitted CPAP with the extra large nasal cavity. Ah, <laughs> wait, is that C? I thought that was APAC, not CPAP. Yeah. yeah. Whatever. Well, it's anyway... kind of weird that of all the things that I managed to have kept from my childhood, I have managed to keep keep a yarmulke. Maybe it's cursed. <laughs> Who knows? All right. So, anyway, uh, speaking of curses, yeah. Anyway, the, the uh, sheriff's deputies—they were able to find this uh, this mayor, and uh, they were going to go it ahead does and. Fit. Funny you say that, because uh, they were able to find him, and um, uh, unfortunately, when they went to do the wellness check, he um, he kind of did the um, bud to wire, and uh, you know, he, it was a real hey man, nice shot kind of moment, and he said goodbye. To uh, the cops in the world. Uh, it wasn't mentioned whether it was a revolver or a semi-automatic pistol dose. So I, I can't say, you know, exactly if it was a full-on Bud DeWire or if it was just a pale facsimile. A what? You're not familiar? No. Uh, well, Bud DeWire, he had a, there was a bit of, um, bit of a sword of Damocles hanging over his head. He had they'd gotten involved in some fuckery and then he went on to television to... Explain himself. He was like, hey, hey, everybody, it's cool, it's cool. 
Everything's fine. He pulls out a revolver and shoots himself in the head through the roof of the mouth. So kind of like uh, the Joker scene, but with one guy. Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah, like a solo Joker. Yeah, totally. Uh, a a best of me moment. If you, know, uh, you get if what you fucking deserve, bang. Memes, you know. That's really weird. Yeah. So apparently, this guy had um, you. You might say a guilty conscience or something. But uh, yeah, there was that. So yeah, he's um, gone on to um, where wherever it is that folks like that go on to. Um, probably, you know, I mean, being real, he's probably like serving in, uh, you know, California legislature at this point, but whatever. Wisconsin, I'm pretty sure he's uh, voting in Wisconsin. Oh, undoubtedly, undoubtedly. I mean, that's, that's just a given. I mean, he'll be, nah, he'll be he's voting probably in places for, voting for Could be. Oh, by the way. On, um, I've got a little bit of an interesting update on uh, something that we reported on some while ago. It would appear that uh, now it's um, totally fine to report on the things that happened in uh, in the vicinity of Ukraine uh, involving a particular pipeline. Uh, that uh, it would appear that it was the Ukraine Special Operation Forces that were integral. Uh, to the sabotage of the uh, Nord Stream pipeline, as opposed to the reporting by you know renowned reporter Seymour Hirsch, that revealed that in fact it was U.S. special operators that made this happen by way of uh, British special forces as well. No, no, in fact it was Ukrainian officers that uh, did this. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm. Can you imagine? Of course, I'll be including a link to the. Article, obviously, for anyone that's uh, wanting to follow up on that, because surely that's what happened. Surely. Surely it has nothing to do with the Rand Corporation leaked document exposing how the United States is working specifically to destroy the economy of Germany. I mean, it would have nothing to do with that, and certainly not to do with destroying one of their key, not really uh, only energy infrastructure you know, projects, but also something that was bringing in vital components to their, you know, chemical and uh, materials industry as well. But, you know, who am I to say, right? It's not like, you know, you can build all sorts of interesting things out of petrochemicals. Right, Craig? Mm, how about that? Yeah. Huh. So, yeah, anyway, there was that thing. Um. So, I guess it's getting a little <laughs> late. We gotta let our uh, we gotta let our dear yep. pumpkin avoid uh, pumpkinry here. So we'll wish. I a... think I'm gonna pumpkin too. Uh, well, my classes finally got over. Well, no worries. So I decided to cut out caffeine. Oh goodness, yeah. I'm and it is it is it is day one, and day one is ending rough. Mm. Oh, that is that that is about as rough as rough can fucking be. Oh, shit. I, uh, I feel for you. That's a crash. Okay, so um, it's, it's yeah. So I guess I'll sign both of you fellas off, and I'll just uh, tell some folks a little bit of good news. So with that, uh, you can find okay. Craig at CraigBob99 everywhere, and you can find my man Steve here at Ratman720 on most of the places. I'm Evan at that fake idea. I'll tell you that again here in a second, though. But, you know, hit up either of my guys here with any questions, comments, show ideas, whatever, if you want to say that they've got Two nice shoes. Peps. Yeah, do for the That sounds caps, like a business you know, venture. Yamakas, you know, um, rental properties in upstate New York. What have you got going on? You know, just uh, hit them up. It'll be good. 
Hey, now, is that a reference to Trump Tower or something else we should know? No, no. Yes. Before we get off on those kind of tangents, right. I'm going to go ahead and get my ass out of here. All right. I'm heading off. Thank you guys very much. I appreciate your time. Absolutely. Good talking to you guys. You guys have a good night. Hey, good night. Good night. And a pleasure. All righty. So, yeah, that's that. And we'll go ahead and just wrap up with a couple of interesting notes here. That being, uh, what do we got here? Actually, we got a lot, a lot of stuff that I could go over. There's been a very interesting series of news in the past week. So, one, a quick update out of New York City, and that would be one that, uh, let me see, let's drop that real quick here. That's going to be the councilwoman that went to the uh, anti-Israel protest or pro-Palestine, whatever the fucking thing was. Uh, she was carrying her gun. She will actually not be charged with illegal possession because apparently her gun was inoperable, whatever the fuck that means. It probably just didn't have one in the chamber or something, or they were looking for any and every kind of fucking way to avoid charging her because the optics on that are absolutely fucking lootly and completely atrocious. Let's see here. All right, that's one noteworthy one, which is pretty cool, actually. It's nice to have a little bit of good news every once in a while. Now, let's see here. The Washington Post... Uh, well, they suck, and they're owned by the CIA, so I don't even make the bother. But they did do a whole, like, here's a bunch of gory pictures of dead children. Can you please get rid of your civil rights? That'd be really great if you'd get rid of your human rights because these children died. I'd be that'd be great. Please, thank you kindly. I'd really appreciate it. But anyway, uh, the other noteworthy things are we had an injunction against the frames and receivers rule. Uh, I think that was out of the Fifth Circuit. Not sure. So as of right now, there is an injunction against the the frames and receivers ATF redefinition bullshit. Uh, there was also within the past week a an injunction, this one definitely out of the Fifth Circuit, on the force reset trigger redefinition, wherein force reset triggers were redefined to be considered as a machine gun in and of themselves. And, of course, to put a little bit of clarity on that, that when an injunction is provided, that generally means that the court sees that there's very good likelihood of the... Um, of the case succeeding on its merits. So, odds are good that these will be completely struck down. So, we've got the 80% rule getting uh, jacked. We've got the force reset trigger rule being uh, looking dead in the water. And also, on top of that, the, um, uh, the brace rule, which would have rendered basically anything that has a brace that's registered unregistered, whatever the fuck, as a uh, short-barreled whatever it would be. Be it pistol, rifle, shotgun, whatever. So, Garbaggio. All three of them looking to be defeated in court and now facing injunction. So, really an excellent situation to be in for those. And have I got any other cool stuff here? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's one other interesting one, since we're on the topic there, too. 
Uh, that would be a uh, decision. Which one? Which court was this out of? It's a district. Uh, I don't have which specific district. Whatever. A uh, U.S. District Court ruled a man convicted of drunk driving two decades ago. It was in 2005. A uh, man was convicted of drunk driving. It's a misdemeanor, but it carries a potential charge of greater than two years in prison, which in and of itself is enough to deny a person the right to keep and bear arms based on the, the bullshit rules that they put in place of, you know, if, um, well, it's on your 4473, whatever. Any charge that you can get that can result in greater than two years of incarceration can be used to deny you your rights, which is bullshit. And thankfully, a, a district court has fallen that way as well. Uh, let me see here. District Court Judge John Milton Young ruled under Bruin that stripping the gun rights of someone who had a previous DUI conviction is unconstitutional. And quoting from the judge, in no way does the court dispute the dangerousness of drunk driving or of combining firearm use and alcohol consumption and acknowledges that the plaintiff's offenses were serious and his conduct during his convictions in 2004 and 2005 dangerous. However, that legislatures have historically labeled certain groups and conduct dangerous for the purposes of disarmament does not in and of itself create a historical analog to the present prohibition on firearms possession by those convicted of DUI. So basically the whole thing is thrown out, which is genuinely excellent. That's, that's really quite quite the result we want across the board. So, you know, there, there's there been quite a few really promising things that have been happening. Uh, beyond that, neither good nor bad, we have had out of hearts, 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 I'm not sure exactly the pronunciation. I'll include a link below, and you'll have to run it through Google Translate because the, uh, the English version is paid only. But out of hearts, basically confirming... Uh, some of the information that we had prior that sadly quite a few of the lives that were lost in the initial Hamas attack on Israel at the um, oh, fucking peace festival, whatever the fucking thing was, the rave was, it was indeed uh, just a complete happenstance that they happened to hit there and that the initial response by the IDF did include Apache gunships and they were sadly unable to verify who was and was not combatants. And they just did their best. If you like, they did their best to defend Israel. One might say, maybe they didn't. Maybe they did, maybe they didn't. Decide for yourself. But the article is there, and it makes the admission that, yes, sadly, those Apache gunships fired on all moving targets. And that included, sadly, at that time, quite a quite a number of Israeli citizens and, you know, innocent people. And, you know, like like we reported earlier, a lot of those deaths were crossfire. And in this case, not just crossfire, like missiles that were fired at like innocent people just trying to get out of there. I mean, bless their fucking hearts. They, uh, it's, there's a lot of ugliness and I hate to be one of the people that has to report on this sort of thing, but I, I, I can't just lie. So, you know, Hamas is an absolute garbage piece of shit organization. They teach their children 
terror from the earliest of ages. And instead of trying to approach the situation with any kind of mind towards mindfulness or peace or acceptance, it's just cycles of violence. Then we have the IDF, which I, I shouldn't have to, but I can. I mean, I can show you pictures of them putting Palestinian children's on the hood of their vehicles to use as their own human shields. I mean, they've done certainly not to the same kind of scope and scale as Hamas because, you know, they are a uniformed and organized military, but you know, no one's clean in this. No one's clean. It's just a bunch of ugliness on top of ugliness and I don't really know what more to say about that. I I, I sincerely wish that the innocent people could just stop fucking dying and that this could be done and maybe I, I don't know. I don't have answers and that more and more innocent people die every day breaks my heart. So to throw something of some fucking tiniest bit of hope and light and silver lining on this kind of terrible end of the show. There is talk of a five-day ceasefire, and I believe it was either 40 or 50 uh, captives that will be released by Hamas to facilitate the ceasefire. So let's fucking hope that something comes of it, because I want nothing more than for the innocent people to just stop fucking dying. This is terrible. And it... it it's terrible. It, it just, it's heartbreaking and awful, and it's enabling the very worst things... In all the world. And it needs to end before things get even worse. And with that, thanks for tuning in. I'm Evan, at that fake guy Dan, everywhere. Please do share the links if you want to support. There are going to be links below to do that. And also, tell everybody to listen and tune in. Wherever you're catching this, however you're catching this. All my love.